10-Minute Sermon, a podcast from the Reverend George Pink. The world mourned when Mother Teresa died in September 1997. Princess Diana had been killed in a car crash only a few days earlier. And these were two very well-known women whom people had a great deal of respect for. I was at primary school at the time, and even here in New Zealand, I remember as a kid seeing the All Blacks pay respect to both of them before a rugby test that week. Mother Teresa has since been canonised as a saint in the Catholic Church, and she is remembered with great affection and admiration by Christians in many different denominations. I'm an Anglican minister, and there is a day marked in our calendar each September when we give thanks for her life and service. One of the Bible readings assigned for that day is the passage from the letter of James. It talks about pure and genuine religion in the sight of God. Let's have a listen. Don't just listen to God's word. You must do what it says. Otherwise, you are only fooling yourselves. For if you listen to the word and don't obey, it is like glancing at your face in a mirror. You see yourself, walk away and forget what you look like. But if you look carefully into the perfect law that sets you free, and if you do what it says, and don't forget what you heard, then God will bless you for doing it. If you claim to be religious but don't control your tongue, you are fooling yourself, and your religion is worthless. Pure and genuine religion in the sight of God the Father means caring for orphans and widows in their distress and refusing to let the world corrupt you. That's from James chapter 1, verses 22 to 27. It's appropriate to hear those words about caring for orphans and widows, about caring for the vulnerable in their distress, when we're thinking about the life of Mother Teresa. It's appropriate because that's what she did, for so long and in so many different ways. This nun did extraordinary things to help people, and she was an inspiration to many. Mother Teresa was born in 1910, and she was of Albanian descent, the name her parents gave her was Agnes. She became a nun when she was 18 years old, and she took the name Sister Mary Teresa. She went to India to teach in a high school there, but after a while she experienced a call within the call. She left the convent she had been part of so that she could devote herself to working with the poorest of the poor. At this point, she did some intensive medical training to prepare her for this work. She founded the Missionaries of Charity and became known as Mother Teresa. Her new group was devoted to the mercy and care of those most in need. Members took the traditional vows of poverty, chastity and obedience, but they added a fourth vow, which was to give free service to the poor. She chose a white sari with blue stripes for their robe because these were the colours of the untouchables caste. Mother Teresa became one of the world's greatest humanitarians. The work she did in India challenged really entrenched ideas about caste and gender roles. She worked closely with people suffering from leprosy, along with many others who were marginalised or neglected. She opened hospices and orphanages all over the country, and eventually her organisation expanded internationally. The Missionaries of Charity continue to operate in many countries around the world, with more than 5,000 members. They even have a convent just a few minutes from where I live. I sometimes see the sisters wearing their blue and white saris in my local shops. James L. Heft is a professor of religion at the University of Southern California. He sums up Mother Teresa's work like this. He says that she cared about people. Mother Teresa recognised their spiritual dignity. 
She took care of not just their spiritual needs, but their bodily needs as well. And she gathered other people to help her do that. That, in his mind, is the definition of a good humanitarian. She's best known for her work with the poor and the dying in her adopted country of India, but she helped people in many other places too. During the siege of Beirut, she travelled through a war zone to evacuate children. She looked after people suffering from radiation at Chernobyl. She helped earthquake victims in Armenia. In 1979, this incredible nun was awarded the Nobel Peace Prize. She donated the prize fund to the poor in India. And in her acceptance speech for that award, she included a beautiful Franciscan prayer, which goes like this. Lord, make me an instrument of your peace. Where there is hatred, let me sow love. Where there is injury, pardon. Where there is doubt, faith. Where there is despair, hope. Where there is darkness, light. Where there is sadness, joy. O Divine Master, grant that I may not so much seek to be consoled as to console, to be understood as to understand, to be loved as to love. For it is in giving that we receive, it is in pardoning that we are pardoned, and it is in dying that we are born to eternal life. Amen. That is what's known as the Prayer of St. Francis, and you can actually see Mother Teresa herself praying it at the Nobel Awards. The video's on YouTube. She always tried to deflect the attention away from herself. Mother Teresa consistently gave credit to those she worked with, and ultimately, to the God who called and inspired her to do that work. She famously said that she was a little pencil in the hand of a writing God who was sending a love letter to the world. Someone else who wrote a letter was St. James, and in James chapter 1 he said that Christians shouldn't just listen to God's word, they must do what it says. Pure and genuine religion in the sight of God the Father means caring for orphans and widows in their distress. So authentic Christian faith involves serving others. It means looking after the vulnerable. The life of Mother Teresa gives an inspiring example of this pure and genuine religion. Seven Minute Sermon, a podcast from the Reverend George Pink.